It's time to bring in Mike Vaccaro, sports columnist for the New York Post. You can find him on Twitter at Mike VACC. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. And, and I'll start off with this. Uh, I'm a lifelong Yankee fan, but let's start with the Mets because it seems like what everyone's talking about. Max Scherzer shipped out of town, going to the Texas Rangers. All of my Mets fans' friends are kind of looking at this, Mike, like he he's such a bum. You know, we're lucky to have gotten rid of this guy. I look at the numbers, 11-5 and five with a 2-2-9 ERA last year, this year 9-4 and four with a little worse 4 ERA, giving up a lot of long balls. But what's your take on this situation? Should they be thrilled Scherzer's out of town? I don't think you should ever be thrilled when a Hall of Famer is no longer on your team, to be honest with you. I mean, look, uh, was he a little bit of a disappointment? Certainly he was this year. And, uh, you know, he got kind of lit up in the playoffs last year, sort of faded down the stretch last year, I think. You know, it's certainly a fair question as to, uh, as to whether age is finally catching up with him or not. Uh, but look, I, mean, I think the Mets uh, are, are definitely, if, if, if not, you're looking toward a full rebuild. They really are trying to avoid the term of rebuilding, but they certainly are looking for a, to, 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 to strengthen their farm system and kind of try and make, you know, the best of what they can from this year. And part of that is trying to, 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 to convert you know, players into, into prospects and, you know, by, by, by doing this the, the way they did it with Scherzer, they, they're, they're able to get, you know, a, a kid that they want. And they're able to, you know, through some intricate financial wrangling and the fact that Steve Cohen is willing to pay down, uh, to, 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 to pay off a portion of his, of his contract, they're able to get to where they think they're in a better place. Um, I, I, I've heard the same things you have about Max, which, you know, sad me because he was very excited to be here. Most of those same Mets fans were very excited when he came here. We're very excited to see how he pitched for most of the of, of the regular season last year, and obviously things have kind of kind of gotten a little sideways for him since. But uh, but uh, look, I mean, I, I think the Mets are doing what they think they have to do. Now, whether their fans agree with that or not, that's a whole different story. But uh, I would hope that sometime with a little bit of time and balance, they'll kind of appreciate the fact they're able to watch a Hall of Fame pitcher pitch. You know, still he he he, he threw some pretty good games as, as a Met. Uh, you know, they certainly didn't get him in his prime, but they got him in a chance. You know, they won 101 games. He was one of the main reasons why last year. And I hope they kind of remember that part of it. So with uh, Max Scherzer getting shipped out of town, you have to assume Justin Verlander is next. They've got to be trying to move him. Have you heard any rumors about them? Because I've heard nothing. Have you heard anything about who they might be shopping him to? Is there anyone interested in Justin Verlander's services? Well, you hear the Astros, but the Astros' farm system is depleted. That's very unlikely that's going to happen. The Dodgers are always in play because of the Dodgers, because uh, because uh, you know, he almost signed there last year, and they have a farm system that that would probably be uh, be attracted to the Mets. I mean, I, I'm I'm not 100% convinced. I mean, to me, if the if the Mets uh, you know trade uh, trade away Verlander, that's really a sign that they're going to be planning on competing next year. You know, because he's fully signed for next year and he's investing options for the year after that. So I'm I'm not sure. That Steve Cohen got into this to to, to to be part of a rebuild. I mean, now it's not to say that they wouldn't do it, and it's not to say that if, that, that if the Dodgers or whoever, uh, you know, meet their price. I mean, they did talk about how they have pretty high price points for for for, for him, and you know, you know the team's got to going to have to meet meet those price points. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens between now and tomorrow. And we can uh, shift to the Yankees quickly. So Aaron Judge comes back on Friday, plays two games, sits out yesterday. He's back in the lineup tonight. Is this something we should expect going forward, Judge sitting every third or fourth day, you know, coming off an injury? And at this point, does it even matter to <laughs> the Yankees? With Aaron Judge, do they have a shot to to not only make the playoffs but maybe win it all? I think their odds of winning it all are very remote. I think their odds of getting to the playoffs are okay, you know, because, I mean, there's still a lot of time left. They only have three and a half games to, 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 to make up in order to get to the playoff picture. 
Um, to me, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a crapshoot from that standpoint. But yes, I do think that, you know, certainly right now the Yankees are in the stretch. Where I think they're playing 13 days in a row. Uh, he's not going to play all 13 of those games. Um, he's probably going to sit for two or three of those games, which is probably the right thing to do. I know Yankee fans are going to howl and scream and be very angry about that because Judge is kind of the one uh, kind of thing they have to, to, to draft these hopes around. Uh, that plus whatever they might be able to do in the next uh, 36 hours or so of the trade deadline. Who knows? Uh, 20 to 36 hours. It's, it's, it's much less than that now. But, you know, so we'll see. But, uh, but uh, it's uh, – it's uh, it's interesting for the Yankees right now because they have a lot of ground to catch up and they really haven't played a brand of baseball in quite a, quite a while this year that tells you they can do that. Crying and screaming is uh, what we do as as Yankee fans, Mike. Um, <laughs> it's what all fans do. It's what, you know, all fans all fans expect uh, expect the best and kind of brace for the worst, and when the worst happens, that's when they start screaming war, right? Well, one of the things that's intriguing me as far as football goes is the difference in opinion of the Giants and Jets around the league, you know, around from fans, I should say, a lot of people have the Giants due to regress. They had a good season last year, made the playoffs, won a playoff game, and a lot of people think the Jets could win the Super Bowl. It's, it, it's crazy how, you know, the differences in opinions based off basically just Aaron Rodgers coming to town. What's your thoughts on the uh, Jets and Giants coming into the season? Should it be a, a doomsday scenario for Giants fans, and are the Jets really that good now? Um, I don't think it should be a doomsday scenario at all. I mean, I think the Giants might take a step back this year, and they still might be able to make the playoffs. I just don't think the NFC in general, the NFC specifically, is nearly as much a gauntlet as, as the Jets are facing in the AFC and the AFC East in particular. Um, look, I mean, there's a lot of expectations around the Jets. There should be. They, they, they had the potential to be a lot better team than they were last year, and the one glaring uh, hole was they had a terrible play at the quarterback position all year long. Um, there, there, there was always the belief that if they had even adequate play at the quarterback position, they'd have been a playoff team and they didn't take your chances. Obviously, they've uh, upgraded that position. We'll see what that means. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not the uh, is not a young man anymore, so we'll see what he can actually do once he you know, once the games are played for real. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of, certainly a, a lot of hope around the Jets, but they have to you know in their own division they've got to worry about the Bills, the Dolphins. And you got the Chiefs and the Chargers lurking, and and the Bengals lurking elsewhere in the conference. So, uh, to me, I think the Giants could, you know, they might take a small step back, but they could still, to me, win nine or ten games and put themselves in playoff position. I mean, I I just, uh, I don't think they're of the same quality as the Eagles in their own division, but I think there's everybody else that they could compete with, and I think they could definitely fight for 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 a wild card berth in the NFC. So, um, it's it's interesting. I mean, it is year two of what was supposed to be a long process for the Giants, and it's good they take the success last year. And I think that'll help them this year. I mean, I think they have to you – know, they won almost all their important close games last year. It'll be interesting to see if they can repeat that again this year. As a Giants fan, in Dayball, we trust. Uh, Ira, what do you have for Mike? Mike, I just – I have to say I was completely wrong about the Mets. I said there is no way they're sellers. There's no way they're going to trade uh, this player like David Robertson. They're not trading Scherzer. They're going to go – because by making these moves, you're almost, as I said, make the moves for next year. It feels like that. I was, I'm just amazed that Steve Cohn does that. But as Mike just said, I, the Mets fans I talked to are like, they're happy they got rid of Scherzer. So I don't know what, where to read about this, but I, I just, for all the hoopla and then to trade everyone, I'm just, I'm in shock. Here's the thing, though. I mean, look, if, if, if you want to look on the positives and if you believe in the man who owns the Mets right now, you know, Steve Cohn is worth about 18 or $19 billion. And, you know, the, the, the way you acquire that much wealth in this life is by not is by not succumbing to emotions and by looking at you know, a lot of hard choices through very cool and cold-blooded uh, eyes, you know. 
Um, and and if, if you believe in, in that and you believe, and certainly that's the way he's lived his, his business life, he promised that he was going to use a lot of that acumen to, to run his baseball team, and that's kind of what he's doing now, making hard choices that he thinks are going to yield you know, future benefits. Now, Mets fans have to hope that he's, that he's right, and I think there's a lot of uh, there's not a lot of confidence right now in the guy he's got executing that, Billy Epler, the current general manager, and we'll see where that goes. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who are, like, crying about the uh, the, the return they got for David Robertson, and, and the thing I laugh at is hey, nobody knows. You know, if you're going to tell me you've seen these two 19-year-old players and you have any idea what kind of a player they're going to be, well, maybe you should be in baseball and then you should be identifying them because, I mean, I don't think anybody knows. I mean, nobody knows. You know, I mean, there, there, there are certain rare talents you can probably project. You know, everybody knew Bryce Harper was going to be a pretty good player, right? when he was 18 years old, but that's a rare and definitely in baseball an outlier. So, you know, you take your shot and to me, I have very little problem with the Mets did. I will have more of a problem if they do trade Verlander, because to me, that's the, you know, that signals that the 2024 is currently in jeopardy. I just don't think that when you're Steve Cohen operating the Mets, you can, you can operate that way. I think the only people who know about Vargas and Hernandez are people who stayed at the, for the Miami Marlins spring training games till like the end of the game when they're put into those games. And usually it's someone who goes to those games down here in Jupiter. There's not many people left at the end of a Miami Yeah, the folks, they're, they're, they're the, the folks who wander the backfields and see uh, and see games that uh, only, uh, only scouts and, and, and family are watching. Exactly. <laughs> so that um I guess the big thing, the other question, we, we had Jeff Fletcher from the Orange County Register, a great writer just like you, on two weeks ago talking about Otani. And, I mean, I'm someone who stays up late watching him. I just love it. I mean, I could imagine the Billy Epler connection, the one who brought Billy Epler, the Mets general manager, is the one who brought him to the, the Angels, who was fired, and then now he's now with the Mets. What do you think? I mean, what what are the, are the Mets' chances? Two percent, five percent, like what, what? What kind of percentage would you give that? I mean, look to me as, as long as Steve Cohen is the owner. I mean, you can't ever underestimate what he's willing to spend if he's in the mood to spend. Um, I, I don't think the odds are great because I mean, it seems to me he's a guy who wants to stay on the West Coast. That's the all indications seem to be that way. And you know, if you, at least if you believe the recent buzz coming out of the Mets, they they, 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 they kind of want to slam the brakes on, you know, escalating toward like six and seven hundred million dollar payrolls, which is also understandable. Um, so I, I, I'd say the odds right now look probably you know five percent, maybe less. But uh, like I said, the wild card is that you just never know when Steve Cohen wakes up one morning and says, you know what, I'm just going to spend a little of my uh, my hard-earned coin and see where it gets us. And that, that, that's that's always a, a possibility when you get a guy like that who owns the team. You know, when we look at the the trading deadline and teams, it's, there's so many have there's more haves per se than have nots, and there's like four teams in each league that are looking to trade players. And I think that comes back from last year with the Phillies that seemed to be at this time out of the playoff picture. And then they go to the World Series and, and the Washington Nationals a few years ago. When you're looking at the landscape of baseball now, what teams could really turn it on? Who are you looking at saying, wow, this team, it seemed like they struggled in April and May and June maybe. But they, they're a team that puts everything together, uh, I think, could make a run and go to the World Series. Uh, you know, I, I love what the Giants are doing right now. I mean, they, they look like it looks it's looked like for two months that they're on the precipice of going sideways. It's never gone sideways for them. Um, I, I think the Blue Jays certainly uh, seem to be like they're in a go for it mood and mode now, and they've kind of been treading water a little bit uh, with the Orioles and Rays so dominant in that division. So I'd be I keep my eye on them. And uh, you know what? I mean, as long as Otani's on the Angels and if Trout ever comes back, I mean. Look, at some point, you would think that uh, the talent's going to matter with those guys. Maybe they can get on a run, a Phillies-like run, and carry things to uh, to, uh, to the extreme end of August. I think those are the teams I'm looking at, other than the ones that are, you know, the, the, the no-brainers. The uh, you know, the Braves are obviously, and the Dodgers, and 
And uh, certainly, amazingly enough, you look at the Orioles, and it seems like they're definitely for real. So it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch those teams go also. And to turn, like Mike did, to football, because you're the expert, you cover all, of course, all the sports in, in New York. And I thought your article on Barkley was tremendous about saying he almost like took one for the team in terms of eliminating distractions, taking the contract, all those things, and, and getting and running it back. So t- talk a little about Taquan Barkley and, and where you see him going this year in the leadership role he has and how he's going to play, you think? I mean, look, I mean, he, he was all the way back last year. It took a couple of years for me to get back to where he was as a rookie. As a rookie, he looked like he was. Uh, you know, already bound for Canton. And obviously he got some injury problems. He got some, some hard times coming back from that injury. Last year he really looked uh, like the Saquon of his rookie year, even though if he wasn't as much of a, of a receiving target as he was that first year. Um, but uh, it's, uh, you know, to, to me that's exciting. And to me, if, if you're looking at it from a giant standpoint, you invested a whole lot of money in, in your future in Daniel Jones, which I can understand. But the version of Daniel Jones you invested in is somebody from last year who had a pretty much of a breakout season. But that breakout season was as very was as much a product of being, you know, co-wingmen with him and, and, and Saquon, the way they worked with each other, worked off each other, and that's kind of what the, the version of Daniel Jones I think you were signing on for. And so, to me, I think in order to get the full version of Daniel Jones, you also need to sell a full version of Saquon because he provides so much of a. And, I, and look, I, I know that that uh, the mantra in the, in the NFL now is that running backs don't matter, which they used to, and that drives me nuts. But um, you know, it, it, to, to me, I mean. The success of Daniel Jones, uh, every bit was predicated on the success of Saquon Barkley returning to form last year. And you know, if the Giants are going to do anything this year, I think that's going to be the formula this year as well. I just don't. And turning to the Jazz, I just don't remember a team that had that much excitement. I mean, it is it is Aaron Rodgers, the energy that it really. I mean, besides you, you turned to Brady with Tampa, but it's a different. You know, Tampa was a different market than New York. I mean, Brady certainly turned the team around. People started going to the games, but this is just a different mindset. It, it really is. I, I, it's just amazing and how he embraced it. I think it's key. You know, it's like I think that's the thing too. I mean, every game and every Ranger game and every you know, Taylor Swift concert and everything it seemed like he was doing. Just you know, OTAs. You know, people at Green Bay were like, "We never saw Aaron Rodgers." Now he's like living in New York full time. So, yeah, and that's the thing I think that would be encouraging to you if you're a Jets fan. I mean, um, you know, he really has gone all in, in in the idea of you know what it means to to be a New York football player, what it means to be a New York athlete, what it means to be a New York star and celebrity. And he has embraced all of that. I mean, I think he's already learned to enjoy the perks of what that means. Uh, he doesn't have to spend one minute on the other side of life's velvet rope in New York. And most of the time he's in New York, probably beyond. Um, he's embraced all of that. And, but, but, but he's also embraced the part of football, you know, to be a football player. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was telling that the first guy who stepped up uh, when Sean Payton made his uh, interesting comments the other day, the first person to, to step up and say, Hey, you know, to, 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 to to talk about, you know, and defend his coach was 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 Aaron Rodgers. I thought that was a, I thought that was a very important thing for him to do, and I think a lot of the other players kind of, kind of saw what he did and you know sort of fell in behind that, and uh, you know that that was a good sign. And you know, and just 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 having him on the practice field every day. I mean, I know people who go there every day, and you know, they have fans who go every day, and I mean, just watching a guy of that level do what he does just in practice. I mean, and you can translate that to what it's going to be during the games. Now, does that mean they're going to go, you know, fourteen and three? Of course not. Um, there's a long way between here and the playoffs, but uh, you certainly have to like it because the Jets improved in so many other aspects last year. Uh, their defense was terrific. Their running game was really coming together until Brees Hall went down, and, and, and uh, you know it's, 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 it, 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 they, they were still competitive until you know, just the lack of a quarterback caught up to them. And so all that together I means the reason why it's exciting. I don't know if 
you know, I, I certainly don't have the, the gumption to, 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 to predict them to go to the Super Bowl. Not in the conference that's already got the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills and the Chargers and so forth. But uh, I'd love to see them get to the playoffs, take you know, take a whack at one of those teams in the first round and see where you go from there. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's definitely, definitely super exciting. But, Mike, I thank you so much for coming on Iron Sports. I greatly appreciate it. I know you have some uh, health problems. You, you're bouncing back. Your writing style is great as always and, and always some insight. I, I encourage anyone, you know, go on nypost.com, read, read Mike's stories, and uh, certainly follow you on, uh, on your Twitter and, and your comments on that. So thank you so much. I know I want to start notice coming on and talking about the trade deadline and talking about the Giants and Jets. I appreciate it a lot. Hey, it's great talking to you guys always. Take care.